rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. How's it going? Hi. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm losing my voice. I just started. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jeez. I just started and I'm losing my voice. Thank you for watching or listening or whatever you're doing, uh, tuning into this show. This is unapologetic liberal talk, and I'm glad you're here because we need about a million more of you. My name is Tara Devlin. We have a regularly scheduled show on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on, I on iTunes and keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it. You're worth it. And live it. Hello. Hello, Lori in the chat. Hello, Sin City in the chat. I don't understand... YouTube changed everything, so I wasn't able to schedule a stream. It's kind of annoying. I'll have to figure it out. This is what they do. They change everything. This happens on Facebook, too. It's annoying. Facebook is worse, though. They change the setup, and what you only find out about it when you go to set up a stream 10 minutes before you want to go on air. So I wasn't able to schedule the stream because... Used to be so easy. You just hit the schedule button. Now I sound like Trump complaining about the old days, right? It used to be easy, how everything used to be so much better. It was, I feel like, I don't know, where's the stream button? Used to be, you could just hit click, schedule a stream, and then you guys would be notified that we're having a show in a couple of minutes. So I don't know. YouTube is very screwed up today, Sin City says. Yeah, maybe. It's, maybe it's epidemic. The whole thing is epidemic. And I thought, let's do a show today because I was feeling, you know, this is really, I call the show therapy for the resistance, but it's really my therapy, to tell you the truth. I have a lot of therapy. I need a lot of therapy. I, I've had a lot of therapy in my life, thank goodness. So... I don't say God because there is no God. Uh, well, well, there's there's definitely a... Con I th here's what I believe, whether you take, take it with a grain of salt. I actually got a letter from somebody once when I, I explained what I believed, what my spiritual beliefs were, and they <laughs> some uh, right-winger wrote me and said that um, I was going to go to hell. So I thought that was great. Because if I'm annoying the right-wingers, that means I'm doing it correctly. If we're sitting here and I'm not, get, and I'm not triggering any of the right-wingers, then I need to step up my game. But I, I do believe that we are all connected. I, I, you know, I'm not that arrogant. I'm not like these right-wingers. They seem to have everything laid out. They know it all. Everything's so clear to them. Well, some things are clear to me, but certainly not the mysteries of the universe or if there's a God. I find their God a little pathetic, to tell you the truth. 
Who want, Who needs a God that is just like you? A giant version of themselves. That's what it is. It's just a giant, someone, well, very, um, what do you call it? He, very um, fragile snowflake like them, like right-wingers, really. And... And a man, of course, because they need the hierarchy. And why God would be a man is kind of weird. Why would God be anything if there is a God? Why would it be a woman? Why would it be a man? Why does it need a penis? Do you know what I'm saying? God has a penis, you're telling me? Why? I mean, does he have to relieve himself? Where? Where? Probably in Mitch McConnell's district. So, I I don't believe... I mean, it's really arrogant to make a god and make him just a giant version of you. You're not that special. Snowflakes. Right-wingers, that's what it is. Yeah, Peter on the chat, why would God hate shellfish or shell food and different fibers in a shirt? Exactly. Well, it was a way of the power structure in ancient times to control the masses. I mean, all of the, even the, um, you know, they say, don't spill your seed. That was one of the dictates in the Old Testament. So, but it was really about not the Jewish or tribes or whatever not dying out. So they want they want it. Well, and it's also about control because when you control someone's sexuality, you you re- you literally have them by the balls. So that's why the church and also well the Catholic Church. The reason the Catholic Church. It used to be in the early history of Christianity, it wasn't, you weren't required to be a celibate. And in fact, in the early history of Christianity, it was more egalitarian, of course. Then you get the power structure, you get you get some grifters involved who want to make it all about money and power and themselves, and then they screw it up. And they turn these the teachings of a socialist hippie who walked around with a bunch of guys giving out health care to what? Uh, a giant, what are you? I mean, look at the Catholic Church wearing ruby red slippers. Where are we going? Clicking three times? Are we going to Kansas or something? What's happening? With a crown? Come on. So, but the reason the Catholic Church outlawed marriage for priests was because they wanted to um, accumulate more wealth. That was it. That's exactly what it was about. If you had a family, then you had heirs. You had somebody to pass your property down to. And it was completely about that. Then priests, they would have to give all their money to the church. Just like their Jesus told them to do. But it's really about money. I mean, if you please, you know anything about the Borgias, Christ on a bike. This world has been 
ruled by evil mother efforts and go to take perfectly decent teachings yeah be nice be do unto others turn the other cheek all of that's great that's humanism be a human being and they turn that into another way to beat down on someone else right turn it into hating on gays that's the, that's the thing all i see when i see right wingers and their fake and the jesus they pretend to worship what's their only holy obligation gay bashing not making a cake for a gay couple give me a break marriage is a sa- is a sacrament well then get it out of the goddamn st- powers invested in me by the state please oh whatever i didn't mean to go off on this i'm just so sick of everything when you start knowing when you start reading history and learning about history you you really get cynical well appropriately so and you see the bullshit and you know we have less than 60 days until the election i'm telling you right now we've been saying it twitler's not leaving he is not leaving regardless of what happens he will contest if he loses if if he's oh please if he comes if it's coming that the night of the election because we know that the what's going on is that they're trying to slow down the mail and they're doing it they're doing a good job they are encouraging um their their morons they want the morons to go out and vote on election day there is no pandemic they want to you know they're over the pandemic doesn't matter we have over a thousand people dying every day they don't want to eh, well whatever who cares as long as it ain't them and even tonight so what's going to happen well i was going to say that even uh tonight what was this uh bill barr was he's He's jumping on the bandwagon, saying there's something wrong with voting by mail. They're setting up the goddamn lie. Everything is a lie. I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of, this is why, guys, I ask, support the liberal media, and okay, whatever. I'll be saying, I'll, I'll be on my deathbed probably we need more patrons, and then I'll fucking keel over. I'm sure. And uh, I, I, I just needed a thousand more patrons. Boom, and then I'll be dead. That's what's gonna happen. That'll be my last word. Then they'll put it on my headstone. She only needed a thousand more patrons. So, but um, they all over the liberal media, so-called liberal media. I watch, you know, that's what I do. I, not only, I, I, do I have to keep up with everything that's going on because we need to talk about it, but I hate watch the corporate media. I watch it f- with, with a critical eye. 
I'm not, you know, I watch it because I, you guys know I have a master's, master's degree in communications, whatever. But I watch media actively. I'm not sitting there while all the shit's being poured into my head. It's Everything has an agenda. You could watch it from that perspective, and I encourage everybody to do it. What are they trying to sell you? What kind of what kind of message are they trying to get across? What are they not talking about? That speaks volumes as much as what they're talking about, right? What do they blow by? I mean, it's it is also very boring though. Sometimes it just gets enough. the The corporate media is very boring because what is it? They go on Twitter's Twitter feed, then they have a panel discuss it. Same panel, say yeah, you know, who, whatever. But they they definitely have an agenda, which is well, in my opinion, on MSNBC, they're they they don't like Twitter, of course, but they're definitely corporatists. You see how they have. They've all leaned in to the Joe Biden candidacy. Now, and compare that to when we were in the primaries and they were losing their minds about Bernie Sanders. Okay, whatever. We're not relitigating that, but that speaks volumes. They really want us to get back to brunch. And they've said as much. We've played the clips on the show where Joy Reid was saying how she wants to put Joe Biden, um, she wants to wrap Joe Biden around her eyes like a warm blanket. She, she literally said that. So, yeah, I understand. A lot of the our Democratic, whatever's, I don't know, friends, compatriots, those... Who maybe they, they you know they consider themselves Democrats, but they're not they're not like us. They're not informed enough to understand that it's not um, a functioning society when you when you have the majority of people living check to check. You know what I mean? This this is the thing we have to get out, and the message that we have to push, but. For, well, you know what? Actually, now that I'm saying this, I when I was watching, I was watching Joe Biden today, and he gave a speech. He's annoying. Yeah, whatever. I'm voting for him, of course. Whatever, because I, what we what we have to get rid of this fascist. There's no doubt. Otherwise, we're not going to survive. But here's the thing: we know that Twitler's not leaving, and. Um, well, let me see. Let me get this video. We were, and watching Joe Biden speak, here's what he was saying. This is, first, it, it made me feel better because he actually started adopting what we say here. And I think that that's good. We're, this is why we spread the, the we, we I mean we're reclaiming the paradigm we're I mean we're sh- shifting the paradigm and reclaiming the mantle of patriotism. That's what it's about. But Joe Biden actually said that wearing a mask is an act of patriotism, absolutely. And then they went back to the corporate media 
And they were like, oh, what do you think of that? Then the, all the panel discussed it for 15 minutes. The same old fucking panel, right? Michael Steele, all this, uh, Rick Smith, all the Republicans. And, but that's good. And they were saying, how do you, what do you think? Is it effective? Do you think it'll break through? Do you think will, people will understand? Yeah. Well, it's about goddamn time. Because it is about patriotism, but it doesn't stop there. We have to not just reclaim the mantle of patriotism in regard to wearing a mask. I mean, we're in this together, absolutely. But it's also in regard to the policies of progressives, a Green New Deal, universal health care, all of these these um, initiatives that we talk about are not just nice. They're not just um, moral, which they are. They're also patriotic imperatives. If you want to have a functioning society, it's also a step towards healing our broken, divided nation because we are in this together. Put your money where your mouth is. Uh, If we're really in this together then we're in this together. Leave no one behind. Leave no one behind in sickness, in ignorance, with, without a home. And we can do that because this is the richest country. But one thing that Joe Biden didn't get the memo on is this. First, let me see. I got to take this down over here. First, oh, before I continue, I want to say thank you, Guion, Guion Stewart for your super chat and your nice little message. Keep it up. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. This is how we're going to keep going. And we have to. Uh, yeah, You got work to do, too. Share the show. Like and share. Please like the goddamn freaking stream, whatever the hell it is. Like it, share it, subscribe, hit the bell. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, is this going to be... I, I think I'm going to wake up screaming, saying, become a patron, like in a, in a pool of sweat. Maybe. All right, well, I'm, what am I doing? Maybe that's why I don't want to be a patron, because I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? All right. I'm looking at my face and I'm not pleased. I'm also looking at my hair. I have to do my roots. As you can see. And it's getting hot in here. So. I had the AC on. That's why I had the jacket on. And it's also getting a little depressing because the sun is going down earlier. So I don't like that. I get seasonal effectiveness. Is that what it's called? Seasonal effectiveness disorder? Affected disorder? All right. How are we doing? Good. All right. It is what it is. It could be worse. It could be better, but it could be worse. That's why. That's as good as it gets in regards to compliments. And 
friend. Oh, wow. Look who's here. Come on. Yeah, the real star of the show, Tara Jr. Jr. He's my baby. He's such a good cat. Sit down now. Sit. Look at that cat. All right? Look at the cat. He is, he's good. It's low, as soon as you look at him, it's like your blood pressure gets lower immediately. This cat is more, has more dignity, is worth more, adds more value to earth than the entire Trump crime family could ever muster in a thousand lifetimes. It's true. That's why they're such scumbags, because they know it. So they inflict their manias on everyone. All right, so this is part of Joe Biden's speech today. Democratic leaders are ready to get this done. They've already proposed us legislation. Mr. President, where are you? Where are you? Why aren't you working on this? We need emergency support funding for our schools, and we need it now. Mr. President, that's your job. That's your job. That annoyed me. Why is he calling him Mr. President? I know. I guess he's trying to seem reasonable and respectful. Every time he calls him Mr. President, he elevates him. He gives him legitimacy. He's not the president. I'm sorry. He received fewer votes. He's illegitimate. And not only is he illegitimate, he disgraces the office every single day. So don't call him Mr. President. If you don't learn anything, goddammit, Joe Biden, learn something like about messaging. Call Like the goddamn Republicans. Did they call Obama Mr. President? Maybe here and there. It's the same way they call the Democratic Party the Democrat Party. Call him Trump or Donald. That's it. If you want to be nice, yeah, and Andrea says on the chat, or call him fascist. Exactly. Don't call him Mr. President. You are doing him a favor, just like... Goddamn Joe Biden wants to do the Republicans a favor by legitimizing the entire Republican Party. Call them the Republicans. Oh, no, he wants to unify the country. This is what he's saying. We're never going to unify with the freaking right-wing terrorist fascists, the militia dum-dums, the ones who are driving in caravans with ugly Trump goddamn flags on their trucks, shooting people with paintballs and bear spray. They're not coming around. They're not reachable. So let's wash our hands of this, of them, and understand that we got to leave them behind. Well, you know. They'll still get universal health care and higher education when we, when we fix it. 
but we're not going to convince them by calling him Mr. President. Oh, look, he's so respectful. Oh, look at this. We long for a day when we're respectful. Are you effing kidding me? We long for a day when the government works for more than just the 1%. That's for sure. And we long for a day where we don't have to worry about an, a 72-year-old a, a toddler accidentally blowing up the world because somebody called him a name. He wanted to show off for Putin. That'll really get Putin on your side. That'll make him your best friend. I know... He pined for, I mean, that's desperate. When he pined for Putin on Twitter years ago, can Putin be my best friend? You're like a clingy girlfriend. Nobody likes that. That's not attractive. It's too desperate. So no, he won't be your best friend, but he will manipulate you. He will make you his bitch. That's for sure. So... What is up with these effing Democrats? It's like they want to lose. How many times? We're the ones. See, if they lose, we will be the ones who suffer. We'll, we'll, we will feel the sting of the lash of the fascist policies. And fascists, I mean, a fascist is what a fascist does. And they're fascists. There's no doubt about it. And you know what else is interesting? Well, it's not interesting, but it makes sense. You know, knowing a little bit about history, and I was reviewing, I I like, um, I think everybody needs to learn about Nazi history. Uh, Well, the history, the rise and fall of of the Third Reich. And I was watching a documentary and then one of the guys on the documentary said they were talking about right wing and left wing in Nazi Germany. I mean, when the the Nazis were rising to power, there were other parties until the Nazis got, they, they, they got power legitimately through the democratic process. I mean, first they tried to overtake the country in a coup and then Hitler understood after he went to jail that okay we're gonna have to do this legitimately and they bided their time but there were communists there were socialists and even if the Nazis called themselves the 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 national socialists they weren't socialists they were fascists so I know that the, the, the right-wingers are stupid and they, like, they, they don't, well, for example, they talk about the Republican Party of 1865. You know, they freed, Lincoln freed the slaves. Well, Lincoln freed the slaves in a Republican Party. That was called the Republican Party at that time. And it was an antidote to the entrenched Democratic Party of its day. 
that were filled with racists. So, okay, it's now over 100 years later and things change. So, anyway, but what struck me was learning about, well, I'm not, I, I knew, every country, even the countries that laid down and accepted Nazi rule, they had resistance in the country, right? Norway became a client state of the Nazi, of the of Germany because they needed the Norwegian, I guess, um, factories to produce uh, arms and whatnot. And what's the guy's name now that it's it's escaping me? Oh yeah, Quisling, right? Quisling. He was, yet again, another traitor to his country. And it struck me, the reason I'm bringing it up is that in, then you had the Vichy regime in France. But you know what? You know who made up the traitors in, in traitors to their country? And many of them, after the war, when the Allies won the war, they got shot. They were arrested. But these were right-wingers. These were the conservatives. So what do you think? Of course, in this country, we have the right-wingers, the conservatives. They are the collaborators. And for the most part, the resistance were made up of the left-wingers, the socialists, the communists that were, that were um, legislated out of existence. They're the ones that stood up to these fascist bastards and resisted. And doesn't it make sense that the fascists, they would go along with the fascist? They think, yeah, here's an opportunity, like Quisling... Vidkind Quisling, let me see, he was a traitor to Norway. Let's see. And now in Norway, to call somebody a Quisling is to call them a traitor, like Benedict Arnold here. The word originates from a surname of the Norwegian wartime leader, Vidkind Quisling, who headed a domestic Nazi collaboration, a collabor how do you pronounce that? Collaborationist regime. And, and I thought, you know what? That's exactly what's going on here. Because we're like, why do these Republicans who pretend to love the country, why do they go along with this fascist dictator wannabe, this, well, this dictator envy and con man who is destroying the country. Why are they going along with it? Why aren't they standing up? It's because they're getting everything they want. They're, they are proving me right yet again or correct. They, they prove me right. And every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. And here they are. Here's another. I, where is this? Hold on. Here's Lindsey Graham. 
telling the truth. That he's a jackass. Really? That he's bringing his name down and he's not helping the process and he shouldn't be commander in chief. If you want to be commander in chief of the armed forces, you need to understand that John McCain and all like him, not just John, are truly American heroes. And then when you put yourself, when you put yourself in harm's way, that makes you a hero. But you know what I think is makes you a hero? When you're the spouse raising kids when your loved one's deployed. I've been in the military for 33 years. It truly is a team and a family. Mm -hmm. So what he said about John, I think, was offensive. He's becoming a jackass. He's a becoming a jackass. We have a serious debate about the future of the party in the country. We're on the verge of giving an Iranian ayatollah, who's a radical uh, jihadist, a pathway to a nuclear bomb. Uh, the world is literally falling apart. We're becoming Greece here at home. And all we're talking about is Donald Trump and everybody he insults. But he's crossed the line here. Oh, really? There may be some frustration with our border. I get that. That's no justification for landing on it. Huh? What's the line? <laughs> What's across? the line? Exactly. Saying that John McCain and people like him are not American heroes. The American well, people what happened, will not Lindsay? tolerate what he is doing now regarding those who have served. Oh, yeah, they're tolerated and more. This is crossed, and this is the beginning of the end of Donald Trump. <laughs> Tyler, you seem angry. I am really pissed because John. Yeah, oh, now, you know, John and now. I buddies. Forget about John. What he's, about Bud? Now Day? he's a crisis actor now, for the fascist winner regime. In, in Iowa that I got to know through John. Right, I Junior. cannot tell you how many prisoner of wars, prisoners of war, I met through John McCain and all of them. Uh, the video ended. I had more of it, but whatever. You get the point. That's Lindsey Graham back when they were telling the truth. We have all these videos of the Republicans. Which, what changed? He's not a jackass anymore? He didn't insult your best bud anymore? What changed? These people are shameless. They see an opportunity to enact their fascist policies, and they don't care. And here's the thing. The American people, many of them, they're a lost cause. The 35% who are the fascists, the authoritarians, they, there will be no reaching them. So we don't need to try. We need to do what we've always done is evolve without them. They'll come kicking and screaming. And then they'll be positioning themselves as the champions of all of the policies that we fight to, to get past. We're the ones we fight. We're the ones who are on the right side of history. Constantly. We're no, I mean, you just have to know them by their fruits. And look at Twitter. Now, I can't even believe what's going on. It's less than 60 days to the election. It's only going to get worse. I hate to tell you. And he is not leaving. He's not. Like, for example, even tonight. And, you know, he has his Bill Barr. He got his, what did he want? His Roy Cohen. Where's my Roy Cohen? 
Where is it? Tonight, Attorney General Bill Barr spreads mail-in voting conspiracies. Everything's a conspiracy. We're supposed to be afraid of each other, afraid of voting, afraid of what? Soup cans? It's nonstop lies. And yet again, what does the corporate media do? They put a camera in front of the con man and he lets it rip. And they, ex- they spread the lies. And they're being spread all over right-wing media, of course, because the, right-winger, ring, the right-wingers don't, they don't care. They are the fascists. They have, this is their moment. Absolutely. They've been dreaming of this, and they're holding on for dear life. And guess what? You know what? Well, I, and the other thing that annoyed me um, about the, on top of everything else is that watching. Oh, let me just play it. Wait a minute. There was a video on MSNBC. Oh, wait, I didn't get it. Hold on. You know what? Everything sucks. I understand. That's why I ask you to become a patron so we can get some help up in this bitch. So this bitch can get some help up in this bitch. You know what I'm saying, bitches? Where is it? Ah, Son of a bitch. I was trying to find this video. Well, we'll just go, we'll go, we'll try to find it after. Let me have a minute, another minute. My God. Let me just continue with this. Uh, Attorney General William Barr spreads mail-in voting conspiracies. Without citing any evidence, Barr told CNN's Wolf Blitzer that widespread voter fraud from the use of mail-in ballots could affect the 2020 presidential election. That is effing bullshit. Outright bullshit. But this is what happens in a fascist takeover. They devalue truth. It's over. Truth has no merit. You have to have truth in democracy, in a democratic republic. You have to have truth in a functioning society. You have to agree on things, that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. These liars. When people show you who they are, believe them. They are destroying... Oh, I can't even talk. They're destroying this country on purpose. They want to destroy it. They never liked democracy. You understand? I've been saying it for years. It's always been about destroying democracy. And it will happen like every other republic in the history of Earth. In all recorded history, how many republics have failed? Every single one. They last for a while. And then they fail. And usually it's around concentrated wealth, lies, revisionist history, and allowing 
allowing it to happen. Also, complicity. The com- you need your co-conspirators. And the Republican Party is stocked to the brim. They're a bunch of traitors. And guess what, Joe Biden? You're not going to reach them. So you got to fight them. Uh, without apology, for God's sakes. You're not going to be, oh, Mr. President, please be a president. He's not even a human. How do you expect him to be a president? He's a scum on the scum, on the cancer, on the scum of humanity. We're being gaslit too by the Democrats. Trying to do people really think that they that they can reach the Republicans? The ones who are reachable are already gone. They're already out of that party. They had enough. Well, they should have all had enough when he came down the escalator calling Mexican rapists. We should have all had enough then. That should have been a disqualifier because that smells of fascism, turning a group of people into the scapegoat. As we should be hyper-vigilant against that kind of rhetoric. How many... How many died in World War II? Five, uh, 50 million? 55 million? What will be the death toll the next time? Because the fascists, guess what? There will be a next time. Because the fascists, they don't like democracy. And they want to take over by any means necessary. Bill Barr? Where's the Republicans? Where are the sane Republicans? Where are the Republicans that you are reaching out to, Joe Biden? Where are they? Are they standing up to say that this is unacceptable, that there's no such thing as goddamn voter fraud? No, because they can't win without cheating. And it's about time we face the facts, including the Democrats. The Democrats better wake up, goddammit, you corporatist bastards. How much more do you expect us to take with this bullshit? Unbelievable. Here, let's see. I'll show you. This is from Huffington Post. You know, because well, you, you know what believe, he's saying. Why are you asking me the, what he's saying? He doesn't believe in the mail-in voting. Uh, you're you're the attorney general of the United States. Why don't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he said uh, if you expand mail-in voting, this is the president. This is you know, this, reckless. Well, this is a you know sort of cheap talk to get around the fundamental problem, which is the bipartisan commission chaired by Jimmy Carter and James Baker said back in 2009 that mail-in voting is fraught with the risk of fraud and coercion. But since then, and, there and until this administration, no, well, sorry, they haven't proved it. Let me talk. Yeah, please. Uh, and since oh, yes, this, please. Since that time, there have been 
in the newspapers, in networks, academic studies. You full of shit. It is open to fraud and coercion. Bullshit, you the fat fuck. The only time the narrative changed is after this administration came in. Oh, yeah. The elections that have been held with mail. This administration. Fraud. Bullshit. This is the first we're hearing of it. He's full of shit because he knows that the majority of Democrats are going to be voting by mail. Or many of us are, have already. Following Trump's 2016 presidential election, the White House set up a voter fraud commission in an effort to prove widespread voter fraud exists. This tiny little freaking dictator envying 72-year-old toddler, he's still saying that he won the popular vote, except for the voter fraud. And his dum-dums believe it. You know, the right-wing terrorists, the, the, the ones in the not-well-regulated militias. I don't know what part of well-regulated they don't seem to fucking understand. Yeah, I'm cursing and I'm, because I'm sick of it. I try not to curse. I will. I, if I get on a real radio station, I won't curse. Okay? That's my promise. Until then, I'm pissed. I am pissed anyway. Maybe they'll come and get me. They'll be banging on my door. You never know. This is this shit happens. People are dying. They're already dying in the cold civil war. It's not cold. They're fucking fu- firing shots that we have a terrorist in the White House. People are losing their lives. They're vilifying the entire Black Lives Matter movement. They don't want to hear it because they want us at each other's throats. And here comes the other fascists, the full court press of fascism. And the Republicans are sitting on their well-padded asses like Lindsey Graham. And he only gets out of his well-padded goddamn cushy office or wherever the hell he hangs out where he calls in his male escorts. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but he's just a coward. You know, living a coward life. He only gets, he only comes out to lick Trump's ass. So, they have no dignity. That's gone. Dignity, please. That, that's the price that they pay for their power. Dignity, democracy, decency. They don't care. Who cares? What, what? Hey, hey, they got theirs. We're suckers. Do you think they care? They went on vacation, you, mo- you guys. I was going to say you mamas. I don't even know what I was going to say. And then I realized I was talking to my normal people. In my brain, the wires got crossed for a second. I was thinking of Republicans. I was going to call them mother effers. Anyway, whatever. They went on vacation when the American people 
are losing their lives, their homes, their livelihoods. We're on the verge of a second, of a third Republican Great Depression in a hundred years. That's what happens whenever a Republican gets his filthy, greedy, fascist fingers around the neck of power. They choke the life out of the body politic. That's what they do. So they went on vacation because they think that's what they think of you and me. We're nothing. They understand we're nothing. And they have, they understand that they have an army of idiots who will reinforce their idiocy. Well, you know, those Republicans, the average Joe Republicans, they only see the light when something affects them directly. So I I hope they get it. I hope they get coronavirus. I hope. But unfortunately, what will happen is decent people will get it because of these freaks, these bastards, these scums. And guess what? You know what makes me sick? This is what I was going to play. Where the heck is it? It doesn't matter. I'll just tell you about it. A guy, somebody on MSNBC, they did a, one of the things that they did, they were talking to voters, undecided vote. How are you undecided? Undecided voters. Yeah, undecided voters, they, they need to see more. They need to see more death and more unemployment, more, maybe six, maybe 16 million sick and maybe a million dead. I don't know. They want to see more. And this guy was saying, oh, yeah, uh, my family, the whole, my whole family are Democrats, but, and they would kill me if I, for saying this, but I, I'm going to vote for Trump. I can't see myself voting for a Democrat. I mean, I really think that Trump will go down in history as one of our better presidents. That's exactly what this guy said. And you know what the interviewer did? She didn't fucking faint. She didn't slap him across the face. Because she has to pretend that that's a normal statement? She didn't push back and say, what about the dead? What about the unemployed? What about the doing absolutely nothing about anything, about the bullshit, the incessant lies, the corruption, the everybody around him in jail or indicted, the, uh, the nonstop lies, the attaching himself like a lamprey to the treasury, the spies, the Mar-a-Lago spy hole, the Putin, the secret meetings with Putin, the coercing, coercing a foreign government to announce the appearance, to just announce an election, I mean, uh, an investigation. One of our better presidents. Well, tell that to the 200 fucking thousand dead. I, I, I really can't handle it. 
for these people. I have to live in the same country with somebody who thinks that's the best that we can expect? Nothing? Somebody does nothing? And when a pandemic comes, when we have a crisis, he tells people, don't wear a mask. Liberate Michigan. Liberate. You fucking bunch of idiots. That's how a republic falls. With the willing co-conspirators and the, di- and the dumbasses who follow them over the cliff. But it never ends well. Yeah, that's the other side of the story. Oh, they might take over. Oh, yeah. But it never ends well. Fascism never ends with us on top of the world looking down on creation. Maybe this time it'll be 105 million dead. I guarantee it. What's to stop them? Oh, no, don't worry. There will be more war. There'll be war. That's what fascists do. But there won't be, there'll be nothing for you. You'll be nothing. Everything goes to the fascist dictatorship, the business, and the business, the businesses will be doing fine, just like they're doing now. They'll be boasting about Wall Street. How's your 401k? All of the, 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 the minute number of Americans who have one Oh, your 401k. Well, how come one-third of the American people can't retire? How come less than the the middle class is now less than 50% of the population? Everything's going so well. He's one of our better presidents. I swear to God, there's somebody... I, what do people, what is it? What is it? I'm, I'm confused. That's why. I, I can't believe it. He is one of our better, he will go down in history as one of our better presidents. The guy actually said that. The idiot actually said that. And the reporter didn't ask him why. On what ground? And then you know what else they said? These other dum-dums who were going to vote for this freaking con man. They said, well, you know what? I wish, I really wish he would just stop tweeting. You know? That's the thing. Guess what? The next fascist, the one who really puts the nail in the coffin on the grand experiment in liberal democracy, he won't tweet. Don't worry about it. And it will be a he. And he'll be able to control himself. Oh, God. I, I mean, this place, why? Why was I, why did my grandmother come here? I got to live with these people? 
And then what is the point of a media? What is the point of that lady asking people? I don't seem to get it. Why? And this is why I say to support the liberal media, become a patron. I mean, what the fuck? How much more do I got to do? It's because that's what we're up against. You know what the liberal media does? Nothing. They help the fascist coup. And then what happened? What do they do? Nothing. They go around. They circle jerk each other on polls. All about polls. Up in the polls, down in the polls. Will Will that work? Won't it work? Is it breaking through? Is this patriotism message going to break through? What are these undecided voters? Are they going to? Well, why don't you educate? For God's sake. What is the need, the reason? Why do we need to have a constant poll? Who's up 5%? Who's down 5%? Who fucking cares? How about you report the news? You know, and say, the lies? What lies? Okay, debunk the fucking lies. Report the news. What? It's not news that some idiot says that Twitler is gonna is the greatest president. Why do? Why? Why do you need to waste your air time with that? You're not educating anybody. It doesn't do anything to elevate the conversation. To know that. A fucking idiot thinks that Twitler's a goddamn hero. Oh, I think he's going to be our one of our better presidents? For what? She should have vomited. She should have said, "What? why? Will you please explain yourself? Can you tell me why? No, no follow-up. And then we go to Steve Kornacki with the big board... Well, Joe Biden, you know, up in the polls, down in the polls, up in the polls, down in the polls. And we got the 5% over here and the 2% over there. And then when, back when 2016, Hillary Clinton had two over here and a three over there and a one over here and a one and a two and a one and a three. It's like, who fucking cares? This isn't news. You're not doing anything to help. This doesn't educate anybody. And then they put the camera in front of the con man to let him, what, to amplify his lies. That's what they're doing. And then, oh, well, President Trump just tweeted. Why don't you tell me he had a bowel movement? Because that's what it sounds like when I hear President Trump just tweeted. It is the equivalent of him pooping his pants. President Trump just pooped his diaper. Oh, was he really sick? Did he really, did he have a stroke? I fucking hope so. Mini stroke, I hope he has a major one. But you know what? If he, we got to get rid of him. Because let's say he did have a major stroke and then Pence will become the president. And guess what? He won't tweet. And good luck. 
Good luck getting rid of them. With the gerrymandering and the voter suppression and the everything else, the lies. And he won't tweet. And they'll they'll advance fascism. This is the same thing that happened to the Roman Republic. I hate to tell you. It is. In the same way. They assassinated Caesar because he was ostentatious. He spit in the face of the Senate. But the next autocrat, he knew how to play the game. Augustus was, hey, he was deferential to the Senate. On the outside, uh, he gave the appearance, but concentrated all the power into his own hands. And by the time he was dead, that was the end. Nobody, there were barely people alive who had remembered what a republic was. So that will happen to us. And we'll have many Americans who will cheer that. Just like they cheered Hitler. You ever see the videos? You saw the footage of the German people screaming their heads off, waving those Nazi flags while in the middle of the night their neighbors disappeared. Well, that helped them. That that benefited them. You know, when they took somebody out of their job, that was a new job for somebody. Yep. That's what I think that's what Herman Goring said during the Nuremberg trials. He said, Oh, how they cheered. Huh, that's what happens. We have so many willing co conspirators living amongst us who are waving the flag when they have no idea what it means to be an American. They're confused by America, and therefore, thereby, they hate America. They wear, well, I have my, my, you know, like I say, really. That's why they have to wear all the accoutrements. Ed the first says, H, haiku, am I blocked? I can't see the stream. What? You're not blocked. Why can't you see the stream? You wouldn't be blocked. What happened? Did my signal die? Who's hearing me? Is anybody hearing me? I'm hearing reports that the signal is not working. Can you hear me? Who... Yeah, for two seconds, it's back. What the fuck is going on? Well, what are you do? Let me see. Analytics. Let's look at the streams data. Let's see what's happening here. I'll show you what I can see. 
See, that's my, that's you over here on the side. This is the stream. Hmm. Let's see if there's any problems. I don't know. Whatever. I have no idea. I wouldn't be able to know anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Average watch time, 21 minutes. That's it? Son of a bitches. Why do I... Why? Why do I do this? Hmm. No. <laughs> Peter Griffin blocked Hartman's mod in here or something? Really? I know what you mean. They're, they're quick on the trigger over there at the Hartman show. What are you going to do? I don't know. They're wanna they're trying to be nice. Yes. What happened? Oh, so people are saying I hear your anger loud and clearly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. All right. Effing son of a bitch. Of course I'm angry. I have to share the same air with traitors. And liars. Everything that they say is a lie. That's the thing. And how does somebody who calls himself an American say that this is great? I don't see how it's great. How is 40 million people unemployed? We're on the verge of an eviction crisis. We are on the verge of, I mean, we have a homelessness, not just home, hunger. 200,000, we're nearing 200,000 dead. That's, that's a freaking success story. I don't get that. How much do you have to hate your fellow Americans? And that's what it is. Patriotism. You're not a patriot. These people are not patriots. You get it? They think they are. They're fascists. They're trying to take over the country so they can reshape the country in their fascist image. That's exactly what's happening. The Black Lives Matter movement, we're just trying to make a more perfect union because we're capable of functioning in a free democratic society. And we, we want to have everyone having a seat at the table. That's how it works. We move forward together. But the fascists, the right-wingers, they can't do that. They're incapable of that. So they are violent. I don't care how much they wear their red, white, and blue, ugly fashion abortions. They look like shit in them anyway. I don't care. That just says to me, you're, you're a traitor. You don't need to. If you're really a patriot, show me. How dare you? How dare you come to some to a town and shoot somebody and then the filthy fascist in chief justifies it and all over right wing media they're calling that Kyle Rittenhouse a hero 
Oh, he took matters. That's what Chuck Todd said. He took matters into his own hands. What fucking matters? It's out of control. And it's only going to get worse. This is what happens when you try to pretend that fascists are capable of functioning in a democratic society. And it's also what happens when the, the, re, the, the real patriots, we, when we roll over, we allow this. Yes, the DLC Democrats, they laid the groundwork. They helped seed the ground for this fascist takeover. But we should never have allowed the, uh, I mean, what, uh, for any of these uh, effing Republicans to assume the presidency despite receiving fewer votes. Everything they do, they do it under the veneer of legitimacy. And the Democrats, if you're a Democrat, if you're a real Democrat and a patriot, start acting like it. Stop pretending that the filthy fascists are have any interest in democracy. It's like you're delusional. It's like you're in this bad relationship and you can't get out of it because you're so afraid to be alone, I guess. I don't know what it is. So you convince yourself that whoever you're with, it's like he's Prince Charming or whatever when he's a freaking sociopathic, I don't know, dotard. What is the, what, what is this obsession with trying to make the Republicans something that they're not? Do you see them? He's not Prince Charming. It's a goddamn frog, and it ain't turning into a prince. They are, they're not interested in sharing democracy, in a, in a civilization. Look at Bill Barr. This son of a bitch, how much does it have in our, you, all right, all right, you, do you really think in the future, when historians read about this time or write about it or study this time, you think Bill Barr is going to come out looking like a hero? Absolutely not. He's going to look like a goddamn collaborator, an antagonist against democracy. Yes, a liar. He will, it will all come out in the wash. All the lies. And one day, like I say, the Republicans and all the assholes, the ones who say Twitler's our great president, he's going to go down in history. No, you're only going to be able to speak of it in shamed whispers. Oh, I supported him. (laughs) I'm so embarrassed. You won't even. Look at how at the end of World War II, none of of the Germans, they, they were all good Germans. That's why it's a, you know, it's an ironic statement, the good Germans. 
Because none of them knew. They didn't know about the heinous crimes. But here, well, so they said, they their neighbors just disappeared in the night. Then all their all their Nazi paraphernalia, but they would burn it. Make sure nobody sees. Not, uh, I, I'm a good German. That's who they are. Or so uh, well in the future. That's what they'll they'll pretend to be. Oh no. I was never for Twitler. You know, I was never for I was only there for the tax breaks for the one percent, you stupid dum dums. Jesus Christ, these people are idiots. And that's what it takes. Unreal. And here's this is why the Democrats drive me insane. Because do they get it? Never assume the that that you don't have to stand up. Never assume the best in the republic. I mean, in well, especially the Republicans, but in the American people. Never assume that they're better than that, that they're just going to get it. No. You have to teach them, and you have to fight. And that's what, what the American people really want. They want somebody who will fight. Not a mealy mouth, Mr. President, why don't you act like a president? We need to we need to use the Defense Production Act now. Now. I guess when he says now, now, it's he really emphasizes I mean it's come on. No. What they should be doing is what the fascists were doing. I say it all the time. Okay? Could you imagine if the shoe was on the other foot? Just play the game, and you know how they would react. What if we lived in a country where numerous times in the the 20th and the 21st century, Democrats assumed the, the office of the presidency despite receiving fewer votes? What would the Republicans do? Or, let's say, they, the Democrats, thanks to gerrymandering and voter suppression and all, all the kinds of dirty tricks, it was the Democrats who were in the minority, or in the majority, I should say, in the Senate and in the House, and the Republicans were the ones who received a million more votes. What would the Republicans be doing? Or let's say it was instead of the Democrats, you know, rolling over, or let's say it was the Democrats stopped a legally elected president who was elected twice in a landslide, in two landslide elections. 
let's say it was the it was the Democrats who stopped the Republicans from seating a Supreme Court justice and or just over 200 justices on top of it or judges. What would the Republicans be doing? Would they go, Mr. President, will you be a president? Please? We need you to be a president. No, we don't need him to do anything. We need him to have a stroke. That's what we need. We need them all. We need to have a domino strokes. We need the Democrats to fight and to wake up and understand that being reasonable isn't the solution to this. You got to fight like your goddamn life depends upon it because it does. This is not a drill. Bill Barr, the fake attorney general, just went on CNN to spread the lie that voter this voter fraud conspiracy bullshit lie setting us up for what will happen on election day the republicans are going to steal the election and they're going to dare the democratic party to do anything about it and what will the democratic party do are they going to roll over then you will see this country erupt, and it goddamn better. That's for sure. Like it should have erupted in 2000 when the Supreme Court stopped the vote count. Instead, what happened? We all said, oh, well, you know, he's going to call us sore loser man. Who fucking cares? This is an illegitimate party with an illegitimate president, with an illegitimate administration filled with traitors. They're traitors to the country. Oh, yes, they are. They're traitors to democracy, and they're traitors to this, to everything that this country is supposed to be. They're traitors. They're traitors to decency. They're traitors to democracy. They're traitors to dignity. They're fucking traitors they're traitors who meets in secret what if it, with, with an autocrat and and tears up the transcript what if that was a democratic president what would republicans be doing they would lose their minds and they would never let the American people forget it. And that's what the Democrats should be doing. Every Democrat should be getting in front of a camera and every time they get in front of a camera, they should say the illegitimate president who received fewer votes and the illegitimate Supreme Court justices who are on the court illegitimately. Because otherwise, we're done. And the illegitimate Senate majority who receive fewer votes, who represent fewer people in the country combined than the Democrats do, 
that's what you do. That's how you win. That's how you turn this wheel. Oh, God. For real. You don't say, Mr. President. Democratic leaders are ready to get this done. They've already proposed us legislation. Mr. President, where are you? Where are you? Why aren't you working on this? We need emergency support funding for our schools, and we need it now. Mr. President, that's your job. Mr. President. That's your job. That's Mr. President, that's your job. Mr. President, we need nice, um, we need some, we need you to do your job. That's your job. No, don't call him the goddamn president. He's not the president. He received fewer votes. He's illegitimate. He's over his head. He's a con man. He's a traitor. He's impeached. Why are you honoring him with the title that he didn't earn, that he doesn't deserve, that he disgraces? Anybody? Does that, if anybody in the, the, whoever hears this show, if you ever, if you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows Joe Biden, get him this message. Please stop with the bullshit, with the Mr. President shit. And anybody who is a Democrat, who is who knows somebody, who knows somebody in power. Stop with the bullshit. Start freaking fighting. The Republicans are illegitimate. I don't give a shit. You're going to turn off the 35% fascists, the, the militia dum-dums, the ones who don't understand what the meaning of well-regulated is? who couldn't make it in the National Guard because they couldn't do one push-up, much less pass a security clearance. Christmas. Thank you, Patricia, for your super chat. It means a lot. Patricia writes, hugs, everyone. Good to see everyone tonight. It's good to see you too, Patricia. And everyone. So I want to say, I just want to say hello to the chat while I'm here. While I'm calming down. I'm not calm. I'm sorry. While I'm calming down. I'm never calm. I'm not going to be calm. If this, if these effing Democrats lose this election again, we're done. You understand? The country's over then. It is over. Right. Terry Taylor says, Joe doesn't seem to get how serious this is or does he even care? I don't know. I think he's, maybe he's out of touch. I don't freaking know. 
Darth says Biden will lose. I hope you're wrong. Well, with all the dirty tricks, God damn it, he just might. I hope not. I'm encouraging people, of course. You know, I know people that say they're not voting for him. I, whatever. I, I, I believe we have to stop the bleeding. To, to like what Nina Turner says, we have to catch our breath. We have to start undoing all of these fascist executive orders. We have to do something about climate change. I mean, all of this, about the factory farms, about all of the offenses to decency, dignity, and, and democracy that we have to, that we've been forced to endure. And some people have died. This is it. People have died. There's real consequences to having a fascist and one who is completely over his head. That's why when somebody says, you know, you can't, I I mean, when somebody says, I I think he's going to be, he's going to go down in history as one of our greater presidents. What the, you got to say, are you fucking daft? Did your mama drop you on your head? What is great about death, about your fellow Americans dying, about doing nothing, about the, this crisis, about the rich getting richer and the working class becoming the working poor? What is great about that? What's great about the lies and the divisiveness and the secret meetings with Putin? What's great about that? Jesus. I don't know. What's great? Nobody pushes back. Right? Why? Why? Push back on the idiot. What do you mean? He's going to be the greatest president. What? Why? Why? He's a racist. He's a con man. He's a tax cheat. He's a goddamn filthy liar who 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 divides us from our democratic allies, who sucks up to dictators. What the fuck? Show us what well, what's so great? He's yeah, he's made the rich richer. He's turned us into a laughing stock. He has made it impossible for anybody to leave the country because the world has put a wall around us. Because we're filthy. We have a filthy fascist in the White House and a bunch of con men squatting in the goddamn judiciary and the Senate and wherever there's a Republican. And guess what? The fun's only getting started. Son of a bitch. I can't stand them. Anybody who says, I can't, I have no time. You know what I mean? We don't have any time. When someone is like, he's the greatest. I'm like, you're a fucking traitor 
you're either a dumb dumb or a traitor or a, or a racist. I mean, there's those are your options. Which is it? Are you stupid? Are you are you ugly? What is it? Which I mean, that's your choices. Unreal, right? When Bill Barr, he's out there lying. So the, the lies are being spread. Everything is a lie. What What's up with the Antifa on the planes? I mean, what is this shit? There is no Antifa. This is why all, but that goes to show you. It's another Nazi tactic. What is Antifa? That's why I say to these fucking Republicans, where do I send my Antifa dues? Where do I, where, where's their meetings? Who's the leader? They make this lie. And now they want to, that's how you know they're fascists and they're destroying the country. Because they're, they have set up a invisible enemy. Not, no, they're not the coronavirus. They don't give a shit about that. They're, Tactic for battling the coronavirus is two million of us will die. Herd immunity. That's okay for them. Who cares? You're a useless eater. You are going to die anyway. That's who they are. They don't care. You know, the party of life and all. Oh, you were old. You had a pre-existing condition. God, if only it was them. They never stopped, though. And so they're fanning out on all of the media, and the corporate media plays their part. Because whatever happens, corporations, they love fascism. They loved Hitler. Here in America, all the big businesses, hey, they got right in bed with Hitler. They love it. Fascism is good for business. That's what it's all about. It's true. Slave labor, they love that. No unions. Yeah, bring it. They need more money. They need more money to ensure that we stay on the right side of the tracks. And we don't get too uppity now. Jesus Christ. What is all this shit? Now I'm looking at the Washington Post. They're with a... A horror scenario. Wait, let me see. How turnout and swing voters could get Trump or Biden to 270. Ugh, God, look at this. Oh, God in heaven, help us. And by God, I mean Nam Yahorengeko. Not God. You know what I mean. 
Oh, yeah. Let's see. This is how much Republicans hate America. Thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. It helps. And if you can become a patron, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Like and share the show. Blah, blah, blah. Jesus Christ, help me. Maybe one day we'll have a daily show. I doubt it at this rate. Everybody, yeah, whatever. What can you do? All I can say is I tried. So, Trump's fascist signaling is going to create more Kyle Rittenhouses by Carl Gibson in Common Dreams. Yes, of course. That's what he wants. Anytime we're not talking about the coronavirus and his failure every time. And here's the other thing that I say with, about the Democrats. What is wrong with you? Why are you saying, well, before the pandemic, the economy, the economy was great. Stop with that shit. The economy was not great. But we're all a bunch of beaten dogs, I guess, right? The economy was great if you're rich. Unreal. It was never great. It hasn't been great in my entire life. <laughs> okay. It's not hyperbole to hyperbole. Yeah, hyperbolic. Hyperbolic? Yes. It's not hyperbolic to say that President Trump is encouraging right-wing domestic terrorism. After a white supremacist killed one and injured... Killed one? I thought he killed two. And injured nearly two dozen others. Oh, this is different. Sorry. After a white supremacist killed one and injured nearly two dozen others in a 2017 terrorist attack against protesters in Charlottesville, Trump initially condemned the violence, saying that... Hate, saying the hate groups present were repugnant. The next day, well, that was this prepared statement. The next day, he reversed course, saying there were very fine people on both sides. Even though one side almost entirely consisted of the same hate groups, he maligned the day prior, who chanted slogans like, Jews will not replace us. And they also chanted, blood and soil. That's another, that's a Nazi chant. Blood and soil in a nation of immigrants. Blood and soil. That's why they hate this country. Do you understand? You can't love your country, a nation of immigrants. Unless you're a Native American, you're an immigrant. And chanting blood and soil in a nation of immigrants, in a nation that is created around an idea of e pluribus unum, of we're in this together, of we don't need an aristocracy and a king. That's why they hate this country. They're trying to make it like they're in their ugly image. They're confused by America. That's why they love the symbols but they know nothing of the substance. So you wave the symbols like a baby, you know? 
Babies don't know. It's easy to wave a symbol around. But as you know, that's why corporate media is so useless because they never ask, they never press. You think Trump's going to be the greatest president? Why? What did he do? What about the death? What about the coronavirus? What about, the, I mean, you could go on. Never, never, but, you know, go to the big board. It's so goddamn mind-numbing. Trump's remarks were celebrated by neo-Nazi. Oh, goddamn it. See what I'm saying? My whole life sucks. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. That's bad. That's bad karma. I shouldn't say that at all. Because... You know, that's bad for your mind, too. Your mind doesn't know the difference between, well, it's a long, you know. I, that's why I try not to disparage myself, because then it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. But oh, it does get frustrating, that's all. All right, but... Oh, yes. Trump's remarks were celebrated by neo-Nazi Andrew Anglin. But in 2020, there's apparently no longer any need for Trump to pretend to dislike domestic terrorism carried out against his political enemies. In fact, he's signaling to his most rabid followers that he wants more of it. Despite getting a straight-down-the-middle home-plate pitch from a journalist to speak out against 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse's alleged murder of two protesters, not alleged, he's been charged, F him, and alleged injuring of a third in Kenosha. It's not alleged. He fucking did it. Uh, Trump insisted Rittenhouse, whose contingent in Kenosha included a man who routinely posted neo-Nazi propaganda on social media, was acting in self-defense. The reporter asked, do you condemn the actions of vigilantes like Kyle Rittenhouse? Trump says, we're looking at all of it. It was an interesting situation. We see the same thing, and he was trying to get away from them, and then he fell, and they very violently attacked him. Very Oh, the other thing is, you know, when he accepted the nomination, I keep thinking of this and I wanted to mention it. When he accepted his fascist party's, the Republican Party nomination, and he said, I profoundly accept the nomination. Does he know what profound means? I profoundly accept it? That's not the proper use. Profoundly. I profoundly accept profound adverb to a profound, profound, extremely, very deeply, exceedingly, greatly, immensely. I greatly accept. I tremendously accept. 
I extremely accept. I profoundly accept. I mean, come on. These people are such ignoramuses. It remind, In fact, it reminded me, well, they don't know what the hell they're doing. It doesn't matter. He's the greatest president ever, right? Uh, meaning the last. So it reminded me when I went to a wedding one time and the husband said something. I don't know. He said they, they were doing their vows and he said, will you do me the dubious honor of, you know, whatever it was, spending your life with me. And I just thought, well, of course, he doesn't really know what dubious, what do you mean dubious? That means the dubious honor is, it's not an honor. <laughs> Will you do me the dubious honor? Anyway. Hesitating or doubting, not to be relied upon. <laughs> Suspect. Will you do me the dubious honor of becoming my wife? But anyway. Uh, will you be, I profoundly accept. I profoundly accept this male, male person that you just delivered to me. I profoundly accept it the fuck are you talking about but that's the dum-dum an ignoramus who knows nothing about history much less reality and i guess we're all just going along being dragged through the sociopaths manias and the so-called opposition party is trying to reason with him okay Legally, it would be difficult for Rittenhouse to effectively claim self-defense. Given that his mother drove him across state lines with an assault rifle, he isn't old enough to legally carry to shoot people. Instead of staying home and doing what normal 17-year-olds do, like TikTok or homework, but the defense of Rittenhouse isn't even the worst part. Trump went further to suggest all non-Republican political ideology was an inherently dangerous to society. We have to stop this horrible left-wing ideology that seems to be permeating our country. Well, it's like Hitler and communism and socialism outlawing any other opposition party. That's what they did. This is what they're doing. And it it's, we came here one step at a time. Remember when Karl Rove wanted to ensure a permanent Republican majority? That's how they used to talk back in the baby fascist days. When I would say they're fascists and people would say, oh no, come on. Come on. Yeah, right. I hate to be right. It sucks to be right. I wish I was wrong. But I'm not. We have to start stop this horrible left-wing ideology that seems to be permeating our country, Trump said at the end of his press conference. I was with the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, and he was explaining they wouldn't put up with that for a minute. Bullshit. 
Trump very likely knows by now that his base is both eager and more than capable of committing acts of political violence, and that's what he wants. Kyle Rittenhouse was in the front row of a Trump rally as recently as January. Trump supporter Cesar Sayak, I don't know how you pronounce his name, Caesar or Sayak, mailed pipe bombs to news outlets and prominent Democrats that Trump attacked. The man who killed 20 people in El Paso Walmart in 2019 wrote a manifesto that borrowed heavily from Trump's remarks about undocumented immigrants. Trump's suggestion that horrible left-wing ideology must be stopped could very well be interpreted by Rittenhouse, by the Rittenhouses and Sayoks of America, that they need to take up arms against the political left, and that if they do, they can claim self-defense. Who, who, really, um, let's, let's be real. They already shot, I mean, they shot Gabby Giffords in the head. Because the Republicans back then were stirring up lies that Democrats were Nazis because we wanted to ensure that people don't needlessly die without health care. This is the Republicans. They are not, they're not normal. They're not, they have no interest in democracy. But because if they did, they wouldn't, incite this kind of bullshit. They would tamp down the violence. They would want to come together. They wouldn't say all lives matter when we say black lives matter. They would say we need a conversation about race and we need to move forward together. And they would they would they would accept what I'm saying that we need to pass universal legislation that belongs to all as a part of healing, as a part of reparations and truth and reconciliation. That's what we have to do. Can't throw a subsidy at a goddamn bleeding artery. God help me. Well, not God, but you know what I mean. Uh, Trump's suggestion that horrible left-wing ideology, horrible in quotes, must be stopped, could very well be interpreted by the Rittenhouses and the Sayoks of America that they need to take up arms against the political left, and if they do, they can claim self-defense. This was likely the impetus behind herds of Twitter supporters swarming on Portland, Oregon, driving into crowds of protesters. Well, like what the what terrorists do, what the Islamic terrorists, right? The, um, the Al-Qaeda's, that's what they do. They drive their vehicles into crowds. And, of course, that's what right-wingers do, too, the fascists. Spraying pepper spray at protesters through open windows and shooting paintball guns at them. Ironically, it's the same thing that Trump warned would happen in 2018 when he suggested a caravan of undocumented immigrants was going to invade cities and attack citizens. 
except the caravans are his. And they're filled with his supporters. The fascists. Since early June, Portland State University professor Alexander Reed Ross has been documenting the campaign of unprecedented violence that far-right militias and homegrown terrorists have been waging largely against peaceful protesters. Ross's interactive map of either outright violence against or menacing of protesters shows hundreds of incidents in hundreds of counties, in virtually every state in the country. As Ross told me in an interview, the summer of right-wing terrorism that's been sweeping the U.S. is not unlike ISIS's targeted terror attacks in Europe over the past several years. Image boards like 8Kun and 8chan, when they see this kind of thing, there's no other word for it than jubilation. And that kind of celebration of extreme violence and murder with a political end? I don't know how else you would define that, Ross told me. What you usually find when you study terrorism is that it's not necessarily designed to carry out a direct objective other than the heightening of political tensions and oppositions. There is a, it's there to polarize that's what leads me to believe that the objective is, in fact, terrorism. President Trump's re-election depends on fence-sitting Americans in swing states excusing fascist-inspired violence in order to feel safe. And as Robert Paxton wrote in Anatomy of Fascism, that's a strategy straight out of the fascist playbook. Fascist violence was neither random nor indiscriminate. It carried a well-calculated set of coded messages. That communist violence was rising. That the democratic state was responding ineptly. And that only the fascists were tough enough to save the nation from anti-national terrorists. An essential step in the fascist march, march to acceptance and power was to persuade law and order conservatives and members of the middle class to, toler to tolerate fascist violence as a harsh necessity in the face of left provocation. Uh, provoca what is that word? Uh, pro pro <laughs> I can't say the word. Oh, God, I ruined it. Let me say it again. Provocation <laughs> sort of uh, negates the whole provocation. <laughs> provocation. Thank God for pro pronunciations. Negates it just ruined the whole drama of that sentence. An essential step in the fascist march to acceptance and power was to persuade law and order conservatives and members of the middle class to tolerate fascist violence as a harsh necessity in the face of left provocation. While this may seem painfully on the nose for some people reading this, others will certainly be duped. Columnist Andrew Sullivan, oh God, a product of elitist institutions like Harvard University and New York Magazine, essentially admitted 
He preferred fascism if it meant overly militant protests would be squashed. Yes, I remember this. Wait. I needed to take a drink. Let me see. Yes. Um, he writes, If one party supports everything I believe in, but doesn't believe in maintaining law and order all the time and everywhere, I'll back a party that does. In that sense, I'm a one-issue voter, because without order, there is no room for any other issue. I mean, these, these people, these bloviating elitists, oh my God, like Andrew Sullivan. Disorder always and everywhere begets more disorder. The minute the authorities appear to permit such violence, it is destined to grow. And if liberals do not defend order, fascists will. So he basically says, and I'm uh, on the side of fascists. Given the threat of another four years of fascist terror, it brings me no pleasure to say that Joe Biden will need every swing state vote he can get even despite his latest $45 million ad buy condemning, rioting, and looting. Strategically, it makes sense. Biden knows the people protesting police brutality will never vote for Trump. What he needs are votes in swing states like Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Michigan, Minnesota, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas, Wisconsin, from the people who think like Andrew Sullivan. It's the reason he picked a lifelong cop to be his running mate rather than someone more progressive like Elizabeth Warren. As disappointing as it is to admit, the God-fearing police respecting Andrew Sullivan's of swing state America are far more numerous than the people marching in the streets against police terror. They will be the ones who decide whether or not a fascist who's negligent during a global pandemic has led to tens of thousands of preventable deaths will remain in charge of the federal government for another half decade. Law-abiding suburbanites who get their information from Facebook and local TV news will be the voters who decide whether or not a man who encourages white supremacist domestic terrorists to kill Americans in the streets gets to be the most powerful person in the world for another four years. America simply won't recover another four years of Trump. When having to choose whether or not we want to fight an authoritarian fascist regime or a spineless neoliberal administration, the answer is clear. Well, at least it is for me. Holy God. Guys, 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 guys. Let me see. Who's here? Oh, look at that. Thank you, Jean, on the chat. Tara, thank you for saying the things that I am at a loss for saying in an articulate way. Thank you, Jean, for watching. Jean is on Facebook. 
you could come join us on YouTube. There's a lot of people in the YouTube chat. You good friends, friends you haven't met yet. That's youtube.com slash C slash RDT Daily Media. And who else do we have? Guys, guys, guys. I want to say hello, Jabber Monkey and Covert White Rabbit and Darth and Errol and Shannon, of course. And Jim and Greg, of course, the number one Tower Buster fan. Thank you, Greg. Malcolm, thank you so much. Malcolm says, okay, so let's like, share, and et cetera, and build up her audience. Thank you, Malcolm. That's the problem with Tower Buster being a, a Tower Buster listener, viewer, or whatever. It's like you need... It's you. It's like a second job, I right? It really is. You have so much other work you have to do. Super chat, patron, like, share, give a review. I mean, you gotta, it's really, you, you can't be passive. But that's what we do. Andrea, hello. Hello, Terry. Hello, Greg. Hello, Daniel. And Alex, thank you for hanging out. Who else do we have here? Peter, of course. And Jim, of course. Hope I didn't miss anybody. Patricia, of course. And also, guys, you can also become, not become, you can, if, if you're a patron or not, you can join us on the Discord chat and a discord page and i encourage you to do so we have the link in in the description it's a good way to hang out in between shows you could send me articles we you can hit me up or whatever and we stay in touch you could post pictures of your pets which i like to see the mass cats Ted the first, hello, hello. I haven't seen Ted on the chat in a while. I wonder if he's okay. All right, that's uh, that's it. I gotta I gotta bounce. I know it's only usually sometimes during the week we'll do a show, and it's over. It it could be four hours long, but tonight I I gotta go. I gotta bounce, bounce it out, bounce, bounce. Like a bound, bam, 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 bam. God help us. And Paradou, hello. Did I miss you? Hope I didn't miss anybody on the chat. Well, guys, we'll see what happens. Hopefully tomorrow we'll do another show. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. If someone becomes a patron... We will see. Nobody be has become a patron. In fact, we lost a couple of patrons. I don't know why. I don't know. I hope they're okay. Sometimes I think, did I say something? But then I think there's a lot of things going on in this country that maybe people can't be patrons, you know? And I hope that they're okay. And no matter what, I hope 
that they're still listening, even if their patrons are not. So, but that's the reality. If you can become a patron, that would help. Become a patron at patreon.com slash devil. Thank you guys for hanging out. I wish it could be longer tonight and every night. You never know. We'll see what happens tomorrow, maybe Friday. But we will definitely have our Saturday show. And yeah, we need, I, I really need it tonight. I have to tell you, I was in such a bad mood and I started getting depressed. And then I saw the so the sun was going down and it made me sad. And I said, I got to do a show tonight. I got to see the Tara Buster community. You guys make me feel like you you do give me hope, I have to say. That's what it is. That's the feeling. I almost didn't recognize it. I was like, what is this feeling? It's so so out of the ordinary it's so unusual it's hope yes it's true patricia says thanks tara you have no idea how much your show and chat helps me i'm glad to hear it it helps me too so let's keep keep it going right let's keep going and growing hopefully one day we'll be like could you 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 remember when we had when Tara always had to say become a patron, become a patron. Let's hope we get to there there sooner rather than later. We get there. At this rate, forget it. We're not getting there, but whatever. We'll do it anyway. We'll keep moving forward one step at a time. And oh wow, thank you, Jim, for cat treats. Yes. Oh, and they love the treats. That's the thing. I gotta. I'm trying to really tamp down on Tara Jr. Jr. because he's honestly he would be like on my 600 pound life if he if he was a human and had control over his food. He's in, he is insane. He is so food oriented. And constantly harasses me, and he, he really needs to lose weight. I, I give in. That's the problem. I give in. And he did lose weight, but I think I fear he's gained again, and that's because of me. Because he, it's being home, and he's constantly screaming at me. You don't understand. He screams at me. Patricia on the chat says, I've, what, facing homelessness in three months. Well, Patricia, thank you for sharing, of course, and you share in the Discord community too. So we, you never know what solutions we can find here when, you, when we share what we're going through. So I do encourage you to please keep sharing and let us know what we can do how we can help yes jabber monkey says junior junior is chubbing out it's tough to put kitties on the diet gotta watch out for feline di diabetes yes 
That's what I'm afraid of. That's my biggest fear. I love that cat, and I want him around as long as possible. I hope he outlives me, frankly. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. It's going to be a bad day. I hate that. I hate that part about having pets, but pets teach us that everything is temporary. Everything is on loan. Everything. Our lives are on loan. So we try to make the best of it and the world a better place. And yes, Patricia, let us know what we can do. Seriously. You're not alone. And we won't have you homeless. That can't happen. Jesus Christ. One quarter of a million in Vegas are expected to become homeless. God help us. You're not going to be homeless. You can't. This can't happen. This is ridiculous. My God. Well, keep sharing and keep and let us know. I am. I'm like. I'm like. What? What can I do? Really? Who can we call? Who can we? There has to be something we can do. There has. I think there's a moratorium. Is there going to be a moratorium on this shit? Eviction. I, it's just like out of control. The fuck. Yes, we won't let it happen. Terry Taylor says. We can't. So, anybody listening to this show, Patricia's in Vegas, and one of the the many, many people facing eviction. And what kind of world is this? What how, what kind of stress? This is what we need. Stress constantly. Right? Always hanging over our heads like the freaking sword of Damocles. I've got several service agencies working with me. That's good. Jesus. Mary and Joseph. Well, I am definitely praying for you. I know people... I don't pray to the sky spook. I do my Namiho Renge Kyo's. So, that has the... We'll sit back and change... Change the energies. So let's keep fighting and let's try to... We'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll see how the day goes. Hopefully I'll do another show tomorrow. All right. We'll get together. If somebody becomes a patron, especially, and sponsors the show, in the meantime, you know what to do. Share the show with your friends. Like and share. What else do you got to do? Uh, I don't know. Who cares, right? Yes. Thank you, Tara. Thanks, everyone. The community is important to me, Patricia Rice. And we also, you know, we have the Discord chat, too. So when this chat stops, 
remember to join us on Discord. And you can continue to talk and get in touch with everybody. Let's see. Where is the Discord link before I go? I'll put it in the chat. I know it's in the description, but... I'll put it in the chat, too. Let me see. I'm making a link. Hold on. Do-do-do-do-do-do. All right, here it is. Boom. And I'll put it on here. Boom. Join us on Discord. All right, guys. Remember what I always say. It's true. We stick together. We win. And we will win. Because we are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of decency. We are on the right side of democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. Remember, become a patron. And perhaps I'll see you. I'll see you very soon.